Joining us now on the program is Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell to give us a crop update from Manitoba. Over the last week when we had that heat dome, um, you know, get into Manitoba, thankfully it was only for, a, uh, you know, a short time. But we've seen additional stress on the crops and uh, we, you know, have noticed that certain areas that have not had some of these isolated um, small weather systems go through and give us a bit of rain, um, they're, you know, affected by that significantly. And uh, we're just starting to see, you know, some of the uh, consequences of um, that heat dome and the heat stress that, that is happening. Talk a little bit more about, the, you know, what the heat does to, to the crops. Well, you know, we, you know, know that we've had limited moisture last fall and, and very little snowfall this winter and then we had not much spring precipitation so we don't have very much subsoil moisture and the crops um, really don't have anywhere to go to find moisture and when we get heat like this um, they're starting to show signs of stress and we're starting to see what they call heat blast in canola where the top pods you know and flowers are aborting uh, we're starting to see the curling of uh, some of the leaves and the cereals and the corn. Um, they almost, you know, appear to be a different color. They start to get a bluish tinge on some of the different soil types and uh, where there isn't quite that same fertility and soil structure. So um, they're starting to see telltale signs of, uh, of areas where there will be um, limited and very little production. So. For livestock producers, um, I guess just talk about continuing challenges there. Well, and, and we were afraid and, and feared that, you know, when we had very limited rain in April, because April showers bring May flowers and it also brings May grass. And uh, we're starting to see here uh, harvest reports now. And, um, you know, it's, it's varied if you were able to catch that, that bit of rain, but I've heard of some average, but not many. Um, some newer stands are, you know, half a crop, and lots of stands are 25% or less. And um, that's where we're seeing it in our area, and I would suggest that some other areas are, are more impacted than that. And also, if you don't have hay to put up, you probably have limited grass for the cattle to go to. So it's... Uh, you know, we did catch a rain that took it out of its dormancy, um, but the regrowth is very limited. That was Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell with a crop update from Manitoba. A coalition of Saskatchewan producer groups is calling for the creation of an export sales reporting program to improve market transparency for farmers. One of those members is the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. Glenda Lee Allen Vossler talked with the chair for the SPG, Sean Deerland. To begin with, Sean, who is involved in this coalition? The coalition is a group of producer organizations. Uh, we've got APAS, uh, SAS Barley, SAS Canola. Sask wheat, Sask flax, uh, Sask pulse growers, and Sask oats. Now, your coalition is calling for the creation of an export sales reporting program to improve market transparency for farmers. Can you explain why? What do you, What are you looking for here? The Canadian Grain Act uh, 
has been opened up and we're looking at this as an opportunity to expand the Canadian Grain Commission's responsibilities to collect and disseminate data to improve market transparency. This is a key issue for farmers. It's been a long-standing focus of Saskatchewan producer groups. Currently, we are at a disadvantage to um, to other regions that have this export data. And when you say that, uh, we see uh, this information being available to our American neighbors. Yes, that's correct. The the U.S. has been running an export sales reporting program for about 50 years, I believe. So it's a real advantage to them. So we've asked, uh, the producer groups are calling on the Grain Commission to create an export sales reporting program to put farmers on equal footing with uh, U.S. and, and other supply chain participants. Um, this will help farmers make more informed marketing decisions to better time market demand basically. We really see the need, I guess, for this when we stop and we take a look back at what we've been seeing happening internationally and with our markets, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Like there's um, really, we have no way of knowing. uh, We can't assess market dynamics in real time. Uh, Currently, the CGC does report on exports from licensed facilities, but this is historic data. And it doesn't represent current sales that are being made. So um, really, farmers aren't able to use the data as a gauge for demand that's happening currently. Without the ability to access this data on export sales, um, producers aren't able to to accurately understand the dynamics of the, the market and to um, to time their sales appropriately. Uh, this puts, you know, Canadian producers at a disadvantage to American producers or, um, you know, other other people in the supply chain like the the marketing companies, the grain buyers. Um, it's also useful for, you know, pulses specifically don't have any traded commodity, uh, no futures market. So this is uh, definitely helps with price discovery um, for for pulses and other crops that don't have that don't have uh, a futures market to for price discovery. That's Sean Deerland, chair of the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. The Saskatchewan Pulse Growers, part of a coalition of Saskatchewan producer groups, calling for the creation of an export sales reporting program for Golden West. I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to farmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.